Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is so good to be with you all this morning, though I'm a few thousand miles away. And uh, the sun is shining bright. Everything is green. The trees have all turned green. The grass is green. Amen. And God is good. <clears throat> Amen. Certainly love and appreciate each and every one of you, the many, many friends that we have there in Palmer, especially your uh, pastor and his family have been dear, dear friends for many, many years. Uh, <clears throat> I'd like to turn your attention to the Word of God this morning, to the book of Second Chronicles. Book of Second Chronicles, and we'll go to chapter 20, verse 12. I believe it was Solomon that said, God, you, there you are in heaven. Here I am on earth, and so I'll let my words be few. I'll try to follow that advice today. <clears throat> O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity, O oh God, to be in your house Thank you, Lord, that we can worship in spirit and in truth today. We're glad for your presence that we feel in this place. Now we ask, O oh God, through your mighty word that you said would not return unto you void. Lord, it will accomplish what you said it would. Be with us now, Lord. Touch our hearts. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Little background of our text here today. Uh, a very formidable combination of neighboring nations had uh, formed an alliance and were coming against the small nation of Judah. Among these enemies were the ancestral enemies of Judah, Moab and Ammon. When godly King Jehoshaphat receives this word, of course he's panic-stricken. When he saw the heavy war cloud that was coming upon him, ready to burst in a very terrible storm, on his little kingdom. But I like what Jehoshaphat did. He did not go running to seek allies of other nations around about him. He didn't go looking to friends that he had to see if they could help him. Amen. But <laughs> thank God. But what he did do, he gathered his kingdom together. And the first thing that they did 
was to have a prayer meeting. Not as a military force, but to seek the face of God. Yeah. Now, the enemy was camped in an area, uh, in the area of the Dead Sea, almost within striking distance of Jerusalem. To all outward appearances, it would seem to be a time of preparing to fight, not for praying. But at this very critical, critical moment, the king and his men, whom it might have appeared would and should be really calling the people to arms, but instead they're gathered in the temple and along with their wives and children, they're praying. Oh, friends today, let me tell you something. The greatest thing, I said, one of the greatest things you can do in times of despair, in times of trouble, is not looking around you for any kind of earthly help, but the best thing you can do is have a prayer meeting. I said, the best thing you can do is have a prayer meeting. The best thing you can do is get into that closet and close the door. Amen. And turn that phone off and turn social media off. Amen. And get in contact with God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, my text is the close and the climax of Jehoshaphat's prayer. And as the event proved, it was the most powerful weapon that could have been employed. Because the rest of the chapter tells the strangest story of a war campaign, I, I believe, that's ever been recorded. No sword was drawn. No spear was thrown or thrust. Yes, the army was brought together, but it was the Levites with their instruments of praise and worship not fighters with sword and spear and shield that led the vanguard. And the Bible says as they began to sing and to praise, there was a sudden panic that swept through the invading armies. Amen. And they turned their weapons against each other. And when Judah came to a little raised portion of ground on which stood a watchtower, giving them a view over the savage grimness of the Dead Sea wilderness, all they saw was a field of corpses, stark, stiff, and very dead. The Bible says there were three days. They were three days spent in gathering the bounty and the loot. And on the fourth day, Jehoshaphat gathers his men together in what became known as the Valley of Blessing. And there they praised and worshiped God, returned the joyous multitude, praising God for the victory that had been won for them without them having struck a blow. Hallelujah. Oh, friends, I'm telling you today, if God is on your side... Amen. You don't have to worry about fighting in the battle. He will fight your battles for you. 
but you have to give him the opportunity. He's not going to barge in and force his way. But if you'll simply step back and say, God, I don't know what to do, uh, but Lord, here, here, can you take care of this situation? I guarantee you uh, he will step upon the scene. Uh, he will take care of the situation. Uh, amen. And he will receive uh, all the praise, glory, and honor that is due his name. Hallelujah. Don't you love him today? Can you clap your hands for the Lord? This entire incident, though happening thousands of years ago, I believe, gives to us, yields to us great lessons for all time. And I want to deal with its entirety rather than the fragment of the verse that I have taken for my text. And so I, I, I believe the first lesson we, we see and learn here, I believe, is the confidence of despair. The confidence of despair. If you will take the time and study later, Jehoshaphat's prayer, his prayer was focused on the self-revelation, uh, God's self-revelation in history. And it focused upon the gift of the land that God had given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he pleaded that the enemy's hostility was a poor, poor reward for Israel's ancient forbearance. And then with a burst of agony, Jehoshaphat cast down before God, as it were, Judah's desperate plight, being outnumbered by the swarms of invaders, brought to their last breath. Uh, he cries out to God, we neither know what to do. Oh, as children of God, I'm sure every one of us have had times when you've cried out in despair, God, what do I do now? <laughs> God, where do I turn now? You might have walked into this auditorium today with a smile on your face uh, and to all outward appearances, everything be fine. Uh, but deep in your soul, there's a turmoil. Deep in your soul, there is trouble, and you have turned to God, and you have said, God, what do I do now? But, time out. But hear me, the very depth of despair sets Judah to climbing to the height of trust. Hallelujah. And your very depth of despair, friend, however you do it, if you can climb upward, amen, and get to the God, amen, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, climb to the height of trust. We know not what to do. Amen. Comma. But our eyes are upon thee. Hallelujah. 
Oh, friend, where, where are your eyes turned today? In the times of your trouble, in the times of despair, uh, where do you look for help? Hallelujah. The enemy would try to get you to focus on everything there is uh, on this earth and in this life, uh, trying to tell you you can find help in a bottle, you can find help in a needle, uh, you can find help with a psychiatrist, uh, you can find help with help groups, uh, amen. But I'm here to tell you today, friends, uh, when you don't know what to do, uh, you need to lift your eyes, uh, and your eyes need to be upon Almighty God. Uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know where to turn. But God, today my eyes are upon you. Hallelujah. So blessed is the desperation that reaches out to God's hand. I said, blessed is the desperation that reaches out to God's hand. Firm is the trust that leaps from despair. Hallelujah. Oh, friends, we all go through those times. We all go through the valley of the shadow of death. But amen, it's what we do there and how we react there that counts. Praise God. Amen. And I'm here to tell you today, keep your eyes lifted. Hallelujah. He has promised I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Praise God. And I don't understand. We don't understand many times uh, the troubles and the temptations and the tests uh, that come against us. Uh, but as the old song says, uh, a day is coming and by and by when the morning comes, uh, when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story how we've overcome and we'll understand it then better by and by. We'll understand why it was so much better to lift our eyes unto Almighty God than to go anywhere else. Praise God. You know, man's helplessness is a simple fact. History is filled with it. Though most of us manage to get along for the most part without realizing it. <laughs> we, are, we are all, we're, we're outnumbered from the get-go. And many times overcome by the claims, uh, the duties, uh, the hindrances, the sorrows, the general entanglement of life and not being able to see beyond our noses, yet in the face of so much immensity of life, man, puny, puny, finite man squares his shoulders and lifts his proud head and proceeds to proclaim, I'm ready for anything that life can throw at me. But, oh, there come moments in everyone's life. Uh, there come times when the false security in which shallow souls wrap themselves uh, is broken up. Uh, amen. And there come times when we finally reach the end of our rope. Uh, and then so many times a tremor of terror, uh, a tremor of misery takes hold of us uh, for which we have no answer whatsoever. We have no way out. 
amen, and the despair is as unreasonable as our security. Let, let me tell you, the meaning of all circumstances that force our helplessness upon us, the meaning of it all is to open to us Jehoshaphat's refuge. What was his refuge? It was simply our eyes are upon thee. Paul said in Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. We need to be driven by the words of our foes. We need to be driven by our dangers to look upward and not downward. I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Suddenly we find the things that were propping us up. They're knocked away and there's nowhere else to turn but to Almighty God. Hallelujah, friend, listen. As long as you can turn to God, there is hope. I said as long as you can turn to God, there is hope. The enemy will try to tell you what you're facing is hopeless. He'll try to tell you there's no way out of this dilemma. But I'm telling you, if you will lift your eyes up to Almighty God, He is the answer. All things are possible to them that believe. We need to be as that man whose son was demon-possessed. And Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. And he said, Lord, I believe. But, oh, God, help thou my unbelief. God, there are areas in my life, Lord, where there is doubt and fear. But with your help, Lord, I will cast them out in Jesus' name. You know, trees are, are not meant to grow lateral. They're meant to grow upward. But many times, the lower branches on so many trees spread out laterally, spread out along the direction of the ground. And so what has to be done is the woodsman has to come and trim off the lateral branches so that the tree can grow heavenward. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. This is not in my notes at, at all. But amen, your pastor spends time in prayer and seeking God. He is the watcher of or for your soul. Hallelujah. He watches for your soul. Praise God. Amen. And he may not know the situation that you're going through. Amen. But God inspires him and gives him a message or gives him a lesson. You come into the house of God and he is, he's the woodsman that comes along and trims off things in your life that should not be there. He cuts off things that are not, uh, or that are trying to lead you away from God that shouldn't be there. Uh, you need to allow the man of God, hallelujah, to do what he is meant to do, uh, to fulfill the position that he is in, uh, 
and that is to help each and every one of you one day to walk streets of gold. Hallelujah. Grow upward. Grow heavenward. Amen. Cast your eyes not upon the things of this world, but upon Almighty God. Hallelujah. So wise and happy we will be if the sense of helplessness stirs in us, stirs in us the energy, the energy of desperate faith. Desperate faith. Hallelujah. Amen. I said desperate faith. Sometimes we get in situations uh, that are very, very desperate. Amen. And it's then that our faith, our trust, and our confidence should be in Almighty God. How wonderful. The old song says, what a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on what? Leaning on the everlasting arms. Hallelujah. <laughs> when you walk out of church today, friend, you know not what you're going to face. Uh, amen. And you and yourself will not have the strength to be an overcomer. But I'm here to tell you, friend, there are everlasting arms that round about you. Uh, amen. And throughout the day, throughout the week, uh, Go ahead, lean on his everlasting arms. Uh, praise God. Uh, praise God. And then I feel we see here the peaceful assurance of victory that attends our faith. The peaceful assurance, assurance of victory. Fanny Crosby wrote many years ago, blessed assurance, hallelujah. Yeah, thank God for insurance that we have to have. Uh, but more than insurance, I'm so glad for assurance. Uh, amen. And blessed assurance, uh, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste uh, of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God. Hallelujah. Oh, friends, we can be assured of victory. Amen. Do you believe that today? And so uh, a flash of godly inspiration came to one of the Levitical singers, a man uh, who had no doubt been deeply moved and almost unconsciously opened himself for receiving it and divinely breathed confidence, illuminated his waiting spirit and suddenly a great message of encouragement poured forth from his lips and his words brought great and an immediate encouragement to the people. Isn't it amazing 
how much one man who has drunk in God's assurance of victory, how much he can do to send a thrill of his own courage through very troubled hearts and spirits. Uh, amen. I know many times we come to the house of God needing to be lifted up, needing to be encouraged. Uh, amen. We all have those. But, but also, Pastor, there should be times uh, when we come already encouraged. Hallelujah. There should be times when we walk through those doors uh, with a praise on our lips uh, coming from a heart full and overflowing with the goodness of Almighty God. Uh, hallelujah. And you may not know it, but in your worship and in your praise, uh, amen, somebody that's going through a dark time uh, can look at you and maybe know you're going through something, uh, but he sees you praising and worshiping God. Uh, and suddenly that spark of encouragement passes from him unto you. Praise God. Praise God. The play of courage is just as contagious as panic and unrest. Did you hear me? I said courage is just as contagious, amen, as panic and unrest. And so the king and his captains bow their heads. They accept this man's ringing words uh, as a message direct from Jehovah. The instructions are given, readily accepted, but they are as unlikely <laughs> as those of the ordinary warfare as the whole incident is, because there's no sword that's going to be drawn. There's no blow that's going to be struck, but they're to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. They're told exactly where the enemy is to be found. They're instructed to go forth in their ranks unto the battle. And again, they're assured that victory is theirs. Hallelujah. Again, I like the old chorus. Victory, victory shall be mine. Victory, victory shall be mine. How? If I hold my peace, let the Lord fight my battles. Victory shall be mine. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell somebody today, victory shall be yours. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Amen. Just lift your head heavenward. Lift your eyes heavenward. And victory is going to be yours. No wonder the message was received as directly from heaven. It puts new life. It puts new spirit into the host. Uh, and then when the messenger's voice is ceased, uh, his fellow Levites break into a loud praise uh, as though the victory was already won. And indeed it had been. Hallelujah. Oh, with what calm, triumphant hearts uh, they would sleep peacefully that night. And today, though thousands of years later,
we can take that inspired Levite's message as one to ourselves in the midst of our many conflicts of life. If we have truly grasped God's hand in ours, if we are truly fighting for what is according to his will, we have the right to feel the battle is not mine, but it's God's. And to have the same confidence that we need that we shall conquer. We shall conquer, not might, not maybe, but we shall conquer. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Friend, there's no weapon formed against you that's going to prosper. Hallelujah. We serve an almighty God. Praise God. And if your hand is in his hand, if you're fighting for his cause, friend, victory shall be yours. Yeah. Hallelujah. Pastor, how often we've been surprised by God unexpectedly stepping into a situation. How many times we've been quickened by God's spirit and we've been taught the passivity of faith draws to us greater blessing than the activity of effort. <laughs> I said the passivity of faith. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Draws us to greater blessing than the activity of effort. I read where someone said, they also serve who only stand and wait. And they also conquer who in quietness and in confidence keep themselves still and let God work for them, in them, and through them. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, don't, don't waste your effort when you come against something. Uh, amen. And at first you think, I can take care of this situation, when in all reality you can't. Uh, don't extend the effort uh, don't extend the worry and the fretting, amen, sometimes of days and weeks. Praise God. Let, again, let God step into the situation and let him fight the battle for you. Amen. For greater, John says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Oh, I'm so glad for the assurance. <laughs> you know, when I look round about me today into the world and see the situations that's taking place round about us, uh, amen, and realize the Bible said that things are going to get worse and worse, uh, amen. Oh, I'm so glad, thank God, that I can gather, though thousands of miles away, I can gather with my brothers and sisters in the house of God, hallelujah, and I can feel a calm assurance, amen, that everything's going to be all right, amen. As somebody said, 
I've read the back of the book and we win. Praise God. I said we win. <laughs> we are victorious. The church of the living God is victorious. And I'm deciding I've made up my mind. I'm going to be a part of that church. Hallelujah. Devil, I don't care what you throw at me. I don't care what life brings. I've made up my mind. I'm going to be a part of the church triumphant. And then we learn here the best preparation for the conflict. Friend, when you walk out these doors, I guarantee you, you're going to face conflict. <laughs> and I said, you're going to face conflict. What's the best preparation for it? Well, when the morning dawned, the array was set in order. The march toward the enemy began. And a strange looking crew it was. <laughs> In the front marched the temple singers, singing words that are music to our ears even to this day and age. <laughs> Give thanks unto the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Hallelujah. Give Amen. thanks. Give thanks. I said, give thanks. Don't always be one that's always saying, give me, give me, give me. No. Amen. There are times that we need to give thanks unto the Lord. Amen. I'm wondering if there's some Palmer Pentecostals uh, that can jump to your feet today uh, and throw your hands to the heavens uh, and you can begin to give him thanks uh, for the mercy that endures forever. Realizing were it not for that mercy, uh, you wouldn't be here today. Hallelujah. Were it not for his mercy, uh, you wouldn't be born again of water and spirit. Uh, were it not for his mercy, friend, uh, the devil would have destroyed you long ago. Uh, but I give thanks today for his mercy. Uh, for we serve a good God. Uh, for the Lord is good. Hallelujah. And his mercy is everlasting. Uh, hallelujah. Anybody glad for God's mercy today? Can you clap your hands? <laughs> and then behind them came the ranks of Judah, swelling the volume of their song. <laughs> I am sure... It must have startled some of the wild creatures of the Dead Sea wilderness. And I believe it traveled along in the early morning calm, reaching the far camp of the enemy. The end of the, these singers had no armor whatsoever. They didn't have any weapons, but they were clad in the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah. And for swords and spears, they carried harps and timbrels. Uh, hear it today, saint of God. Uh, hear it today, saint of God. Uh, 
Amen. I said, hear it today, saint of God. Amen. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Uh, we are most likely to conquer if in advance we lift up our voices in praise and thanksgiving. Go into the battle expecting triumph. If God be for us, who can be against us? The world's expectation of success is too many times just a dream. But faith, that is the expectation of success based on God's help and inspiring to struggles for things dear to his heart is bound to fulfill itself. And by bringing God into the battle, secure the victory that is ours. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in closing, Praise God. No wonder by the time Judah reached the scene, basically it was all over. I was thinking how often a similar experience overtakes us. Many times we quiver. I said many times we quiver with apprehension of troubles that never come. We dread some impending battle, and when we reach it, we're surprised, just as surprised as Jehoshaphat. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Would you stand to your feet today? Hallelujah. I feel Jesus in the house, friends. I said, I feel Jesus in the house. And I don't know, I don't know what you came bearing into the house of God with today. Amen. But Pastor Herring has asked me to step in today, this last Sunday in April, and bring to you a message that God laid upon my heart. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm wondering right now. Amen. If there are those that like to make your way up to this altar, amen. And when you get here, I don't want to see you burying your head down in the carpet. Amen. I want to see your head lifted high. I want to see your eyes lifted up to Almighty God. Amen. Come thanking Him for the victory. Amen. Yes, I don't know what I'm going to do when I walk out these doors, God. But my eyes are upon you today. Hallelujah. Amen. Behold, he who keepeth Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. Uh, amen. Oh, friend, reach out to those everlasting arms right now, if you would. Uh, come on. Come rejoicing. Uh, come praising. Uh, come thanking him for the victory that he's going to give you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Cry out to God with the voice of triumph. Uh, 